Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Damon. Damon. Fighter of the night, man. Champion of the... Sun. Sun. You're a master of karate and friendship <laughs> for everyone. A dayman, that's it. A dayman, oh. oh. fighter of the night, man. Oh. Oh. Champion of the sun. Oh. <laughs> You're a master of karate <laughs> and friendship <laughs> for everyone. Dayman, dayman, oh. oh. fighter of the night, man. Oh. Welcome to a new edition of Size Corner. He is John Zimmerman. You can follow him on Twitter at JohnZim406. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Uh, before we get started talking about the Niners, I, I want to I talk about something that is just more cultural, that is just more an everyday okay. life kind of thing that drives me up the fucking wall. I'm losing my mind over it. And it's people who are just completely inconsiderate when it comes to text messages. You know, I feel like I think a lot of people talk about this, but it's not really exposed enough. It's not really highlighted enough to make it uh, something that is generally made aware in society that if someone texts you and you decide to take your sweet ass fucking time responding or worse, you don't respond. That is rude as fuck. That is just a mean, inconsiderate thing to do. I don't understand why people think it's okay. It's I, I agree with you. Text message said. Why is that so hard for people to do? Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football and basketball betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, hockey, golf. They have it all. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Enlighten well, me, I mean, I, uh, hold on. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here because I do All agree right. with you. After a certain amount of time, it's just you're being negligent. But sometimes you don't know how to respond. I get text yeah. uh, text anxiety where I think like what I'm saying or texting or messaging is going to be taken the wrong way. Okay. I don't want to think like, oh, is she going to think I'm desperate <laughs> or like, you know, something like that. So I take longer to think about it. Then you get in your own head. And next thing you know, it's two days later and you're like, shoot, I got I to gotta text her back. But like also, you know, like there's people who like I, I get general social anxiety. So sometimes I don't text back very fast. Like that could be a big part of it. Um, if you're at work, that could be understandable. A lot of places you can work, you either don't a have the ability to text, you know, and, and I understand, you know, it, it, it should be. But if it's like two, three days, like I hope there's a like I don't hope there's a death in the family. But like there should be like that kind of like level of explanation for why there's no text. If you don't like somebody, just say, hey, I don't like you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. There's, there's just not enough genuineness in this world. There's there's just not enough transparency. Yeah, so I was going to ask you this. So what is like the 
at what point does it become a social faux pas in terms of a length of time passing? Because two days is a long time, man. That's a well, long time. Well, it also depends time. on the context. It's what? It also depends on the context. Well, what if it's just a text that invites inviting you to something? <laughs> I mean, what if it's an invitation? Hey, do well, you want I mean, to, are you interested in doing I guess this? You, should, you should respond as okay. early as you can once you know you, whether you're going or not. Fair. Or what if it's just something? That. What, if, what if it's just a casual text asking uh, for someone's opinion on something? Depends on the person. Okay. I mean, that could be a big part of it. Maybe you don't want to talk to that person. Right. Right. Well, I guess I guess yeah, I got a dude who texts me all the time that I'm in the same fantasy baseball league with, and I, I we had a big falling out, and I'm not the biggest fan of him, but. Like he constantly texts me about fantasy baseball and I'll, I'll respond like a day or two later. But then like when he loses, I text him immediately. Okay. But so my <laughs> point is, so if you don't hear from someone right away, you can make the assumption in your head that this person does not care about me. Right. Because if you do care about the person, you do respond fairly quickly. Right. Because otherwise you would think so. You you'd think that's true. Yeah. But I think also, that's just making a general assumption of like, I mean, you never know what somebody's going through. You never how know how the day how is. How can you know if you don't text them? How can you know if you don't text them? It is so No, I understand easy. that. I understand that. I'm just saying like you can't really like hold it against – you know, it's their choice if they want to text or not. It's your choice if you want to be friends with them or be into them after that. But you just never know what's going on. As it's I said, also- like, you could get a message saying, hey, look – my, my stepdad, well, we weren't very close, but he died two days ago. And so I've been dealing with family stuff and just texting you is not something I thought about. And I'd be like, hey, I totally understand that. That makes sense. That's what I said. It's like if you have a good explanation or even if you say, hey, look, like I was in a depressive state for the last two days and I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't even get out of bed. I'd be like, hey, look, I totally understand that. I've been there before myself. Like yeah. we're going on that. And if next time it happens, you, you know, you feel the need to reach out for somebody. I'm here for you. You just you just never know what somebody's going through in their life, but I, I just that's why it's so tough to make like a generalized set of rules, like a two day limit, you know, depending on the context. Again, it's one okay. Phone calls take time. No, right? nobody nobody should ever do phone calls again in the history of phones. I don't mind phone calls. I like phone calls. I, I, phone calls are terrible. You and I talk on the phone all the time, though. That's not terrible to you, is it? Well, I, mean, I like talking to you, but in general, right. like, I don't want to talk to anybody else. Fair. Like I just hate I hate having to go through all of it. But it takes a long time. I mean, like phone calls actually take energy. You got to use your vocal cords. You got to think on the fly. I get, but even if let's say your stepdad dies, let's say uh, you're dealing with depression, it's just moving your finger on a key, on a touch sensitive pad. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just telling you like, depression can make it so you can't even do that for some people. But you, okay, so I'm uh, fine. Fine. I, I guess. I'm just saying. I'm just I don't saying. Know, I don't know. I don't know how depression can prevent someone from sending a text message, but okay. Uh, depression can I, make people completely unable to do a single thing. They won't even get out of bed. That's a very that's very dark depression. If you're that it can low, be, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just hit okay, people in different ways. Okay, fine. If someone is that depressed, I forgive you. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise. You're fucking persona non grata to me, man. Like, if, if yeah. that's how you're gonna roll with me, well, no, no, and also that's yeah. the other side of it. You can make that choice. Yeah, I'm, you don't yeah. have to have someone in your life that doesn't text you back consistently. If you feel like that's so personally offensive, you can just say, "Hey, I don't want you in my life because you can't do the basic, common, decent thing to show me you love me and respect me." But you know, to each person, that's a, a different level. 
All I'm saying is you and I are old enough where the term ghosting was not even a thing until like a few years ago. It's become awareness has been raised about that to the point now where societal norms dictate that's a rude thing to do. So people I've noticed it happening less. It would be nice if we also raised awareness for the fact that ghosting someone with a text message is similarly rude. It's inconsiderate. It's just not a nice thing to do. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I remember now, back like when we were kids, when we were kids, you'd be like, oh, why didn't you call me? They're like, oh, my mom wouldn't let me use the phone. And you're like, yeah, yeah like, I got to believe it. It sounds right. You could have that excuse. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, last, so we're recording this on Tuesday. We started a little an hour later than usual because of a sne- scheduling snafu. I right. apologize for that. But last night, the Warriors were uh, the Warriors. The 49ers uh, were playing Monday Night Football. Uh, I listened to the Peyton and Eli uh, uh, broadcast. I don't know which one you listened to. Uh, what were your what's your takeaway from the Niners beating the Rams 24-9? Well, I mean, I honestly believe, and this is what's scary, is our defense isn't healthy completely right now. We still got Ward coming back. I mean, our uh what's yeah, we got Verrett coming back and Ward coming back. We got two linebackers out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like um Kinlaw didn't play last night. Armstead got taken out last night. So once our defense is healthy, I mean, we're already pretty much, I would say either the 1A or 1B best defense in the league. We just looked terrifying. Uh, the Rams had no answers for us. We had seven sacks. They had – well, I'll get to this point in a second. We had seven sacks, and then the defense looked just absolutely monstrous. Uh, I'm really liking uh, Talano. I, I hope I don't butcher this, but Talano Hufanga, okay. our safety, uh, second-year player – yeah, second-year player. Um, I, I think it's it's kind of offensive that, like, he's obviously, like, Polynesian or, you know, like, uh, South Pacific, and it's – Automatically, it's oh, the 49ers got themselves a Troy Palomalu. It's like, dude, just let the guy be, let the guy himself, you know? Who's He's going to show that? us. Who's oh, saying I that? Oh, really? You said it in last night's <laughs> yeah. broadcast, Troy and uh, and uh, Joe, or whatever his oh, name okay. is. So, uh, so you watch the, so you watch the Joe and, and yeah, and I didn't Troy. have a choice. I didn't have the ESPN. I'd much rather heard the Peyton Brothers broadcast. I heard that Steph was on there talking smack. Sounded good. Sounded good. Jalen Hurts was well, I loved how Peyton uh introduced him he goes you know steph you and i have something in common we both have little annoying brothers right right i saw the clip of that that's great (laughs) and and eli's like like what the hell man i I love that it was it was was, yeah those two i i absolutely love it dude it's it's brilliant oh yeah they're the best broadcasting team in in football agreed so continue on though sorry okay so so the defense looks terrifying the defense looks like it can shut anybody we want down and i'm not saying the rams like we haven't played great offenses the Rams are pretty one-dimensional right now, and losing uh, Whitworth on their offensive line, and their offensive line has injury issues too, but they're just not as good as an offense. It's literally Cooper Cup, and he's phenomenal. He's amazing. Uh, 14 catches for 127 yards or something like that. It's like every time they needed yeah. a 5-10 yard play, he was there for them. Right. He's by far the best wide receiver in the league. Like The numbers he's been putting up the last two years – as a lifelong Jerry Rice fan, uh, it's it's Jerry Rice territory, what he's been doing the last two and a half years. It's it's crazy. And he started doing that with Goff, not Stafford. So it's like um, this isn't just – and he did this in, in college too. I was lucky enough to see him play live. Uh, he went to Eastern Washington, who's in the Big Sky Conference with the University of Montana Grizzlies, proud alumni. Uh, so, yeah, I got to see him play here at Wagra Stadium. So, so the defense just looks terrifying. So all the offense has to do – is have a couple good drives, get us, you know, 17, 24 points, somewhere in there, and we should be in every single game. And this week, while he's still Jimmy G and he still looks like Jimmy G, he made the plays he needed to make. Yeah. And I thought after Williams went down, our offensive line was in trouble. 
Uh, they had Aaron Donald. We did not get sacked once. They had zero sacks. Are you sure? Are you sure? What was that one play though where Aaron Donald was not blocked? Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't a sack. He got what rid of the ball. Then? He threw it away. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. But they had zero sacks the whole game. So, I mean, I don't know if that's just scheme by Shanahan or the next guy just stepped up, but that's great. They're they're a really good defense. There were a lot of quick throws. I think that was part of the strategy. That's true, and they they did a lot of scheming with the running game. But, I mean, if that's what we had to do to do it, do it. They're a very good defense, and, I mean, we got – 17 points on him and it looked like there was a couple of drives there where we were just kind of flowing now of course we have to talk about the man of the hour mr debo samuel oh i don't know if you watched that play of course of course it was i mean he you get him the ball in space i don't know if there's anyone quite like him in the nfl i um you know i i really hate the fact that they keep handing the ball off to him i hate it because he's so damn talented at that i just wants to do it though What's up? He wants to do it. Does he? I thought that was part of it. Yeah, no, no, that was part of it. He he wanted the contract and he wanted it set up a certain way. He has certain bonuses in his contract that only kick in if he carries the ball enough times or has has as many rushing yards or rushing touchdowns. So it's in his contract he signed saying he wants to get these bonuses for doing this rushing duty. He, He wasn't mad that he was doing it. He just felt he wasn't getting paid, like, you know, accurately for what he was doing. So they right. said, okay, fine. If you want to do that, we can we can make you just a wide receiver and we can do that, but we'll put these bonuses in. And he said, fine, cool. So he's down for it now because he's going to get paid. But that catch and run he had, I mean, he he ripped that ball away from that other guy. Jalen Ramsey, was that that was like the old A tackle that Deion Sanders used to do, where he just kind of like run up to the guy and then like, oops, I missed you. Yeah. And the guy would run by. Like, yeah, Jalen Ramsey has no business trying to tackle Debo Samuel. That that's just sad. Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's, but his career is not going to be as long. You know, the wear and tear is going to catch up fast. Yeah, I don't like he's getting paid right now. I mean, how much money does he have guaranteed? Because the problem, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about his contract, man. I care about the Niners' long-term success. This sure. season is a wash. So when I'm looking at the Niners, this I'm not a wash. They're not winning the Super Bowl. So what, they very what well want, could. What do you want? With another that defense, play? they very well could. They were really one, so. they were one dropped interception from going to the Super Bowl last year, and I think yeah, their defense so. is better this year. You're just making excuses, man. They did. No, I'm not. I'm telling you right now that they are. They are. A, there's nobody in the league right now that pops out at you and says we're the best team. Not a single well, team. Every I team has the flaws. I guarantee you, the Ravens, the Bills, the Chiefs would beat them. I think the Eagles would take decent care of them. Well, uh, we'll you know, it's a long season. It is a long season, but you're we'll you're again. You Kittle had his he, first catch of the night last like of this excuse me, Kittle had like his first catch of the season last night. And that's another ridiculous thing. Why? Why is Jeff why is he not being he was hurt the first like two three games? He's he, I mean, but two catches, 24 yards, they're using him as an offensive lineman more than as a receiver. Because they have to, they need the line help because Williams got hurt. He's a know, he's an all-pro level blocker. That's part of I, his job. Still, Sorry. Man. Use another tight end for that and then line him up as wide receiver then. It is yeah, but it's like saying someone. like, okay, like we don't we don't want Derrick Henry to stay in and like run block. So let's just take him off the field every time we throw a pass. Or how about you just hand it off to him like you're supposed to? Instead Derrick of Henry's like, washed. Derrick Henry is washed? Yeah, I think so. Is is George Kittle washed? No. So then why but are right you not now, passing right to him? Now for the team to win, they need him to be a blocker. Well, can't, More than he's going to be a receiver. He's the only tight end. You can't have a, a fullback staying back and blocking. Like, can you name any of the other tight ends? 
you are wasting an, a vital offensive weapon. We won the game 24-9. So what? The Rams suck right now. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Any- it's a division win. We're 2-0 and in the division. You also lost to the Broncos. They lost to the Bears, man. This yeah. is not. I mean, why are you like you're 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 like celebrating a win over the Rams? They, all they do is beat the Rams in the regular season. <laughs> that is true. Jimmy G, now, Jimmy G now has the uh, the second or third best um, record against one team as a starting quarterback. I I I honestly prefer like if if your team cannot win the Super Bowl. And I don't agree with you. I don't. I don't think this is a Super Bowl contending team. You're right. Their defense is really good. They haven't really faced a true test yet. So I'm curious to see what happens when they actually face a good offense. Who are they playing? Not gonna next happen week? next week. <laughs> it's not gonna happen next week. Who are they playing next week? I don't even know. Carolina. No, that's not gonna happen next week either. So <laughs> I think I we're gonna keep that by like 50. <laughs> yes. So I, I actually, I guess I need to look at their schedule and see when these tests are coming up, um, because I, I need to see them play a real team. Like that's. It's four weeks. You face the yeah. Bears. You face the the Broncos. Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks. Would you, I don't care. I do not care how good Geno Smith is looking right now. It's the it's Geno Smith and it's the, and so okay. The Chargers are going to be a good test. That's going to be a good test. I think the Falcons will be a good test. The Falcons yeah. actually have a good offense. No, I don't think Chief, so. Oh, so they got some good games coming up because they got the Chiefs. The Falcons. The Falcons just threw the ball seven times last weekend and rushed for two hundred four yards against the yeah. Niners. They're not rushing for two hundred four yards. No, no, they're not. You're right. Uh, the Chargers will be a good test. I think even the Cardinals will be a good test because Kyler no. Murray. They have our number, run. but I think we beat them this year. They don't look good. No, they don't. But then again, the Niners are two and two. And yeah, but I just feel like right now, like we got we got Carolina next week. We're gonna go to three and two. We're gonna go on a little run here once everyone Maybe. gets healthy. I uh, think we're gonna be a, a we're gonna be a, a very very deep postseason run team. Wow. Yeah, I, I think NFC Championship game is is like the lowest I, I expect right now. Wow. Yeah, I'm right. predicting it now. I'm predicting it now. I just yeah. look at look around the NFC. Other than the Eagles, everyone else just seems like a fraud. I know Tampa Bay does not seem like a fraud. Tampa yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they you're, do. You're, their they couldn't stop now. the Chiefs, and that's their biggest strength is their defense. They couldn't even stop to slow the Chiefs down. Who can't stop the Chiefs? That's the best offense in the game. The Colts just did the week before, and the Colts can't beat anybody. Okay, that was an anomaly. That that same week. Was it an anomaly? I just think that, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a special player. I'll give you that. But his wide receivers, other than Kelsey, don't scare anybody. No, but he's that, he's that special. And then the, yes. Eagles are, are the Eagles are 4-0. The like, Eagles are the only team that I, I think is a legit contender. In the, you don't think Green like, Bay? You Green Bay does not look like a contender. They can't, stop the, they can't stop the run at all. They just beat a third-string quarterback in his first like game, NFL game action in overtime by three points. Who's that? A zappy for New England. New England started Brian Hoyer. He got a concussion, got knocked out, so they put in Bailey Zapp, who it turns out is now the first rookie quarterback to throw a touchdown pass this season. That might be a trivia question later. You never know. But, uh, yeah, the Green Bay did not – they couldn't stop New England. New England was like, we're going to run every single play against you, something like 14 straight plays. And Green Bay had no answer. They couldn't stop the run. You don't think the Niners can go in there and rush for 400 yards on that pathetic team? All all I'm saying is I do not – Who's he throwing to, too? I mean, come on. Dobbs looks good, the rookie. But other than that, their team just doesn't isn't very good. Who Green Bay? Yeah, their offense is not good. Well, they're they're a smash good. they're a smash mouth run football team now with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Exactly. But so, who's he throwing to? He still needs people to catch the ball. Other than the rookie Dobbs, I don't see anyone on that team like making any plays. 
Just saying. Uh, I'm sorry. They're just not that good. And Minnesota, Minnesota's a fraud. Dallas is a fraud. I mean, Dallas they might not is a be a fraud. fraud. They not, might not be a fraud when Dax uh, Prescott comes back. I think they're worse um, when he gets back for some reason. I don't think he's good. Well, I don't think is, so. You're saying Randall Cobb is out, like he has no talent left? No, uh, he's like sixty. Aaron Jones is a decent running back. I don't yes, know they have a good running backs. That's why I said they're a smash mouth between Jones and Dylan. They're good on the rushing game, but if they need to get ten yards, who's Rogers throwing to? My problem is who's, man, his, who's just, his most dependable receiver to get ten yards. I know, but this is the same song and dance the Niners have been doing for a year or four now, where they have this great defense. Well, it is what it is, but I'm just saying, like, it if else in the NFC looks good. Tampa Bay looks okay, but they're they look vulnerable. Um, I, Brady just doesn't look like he has it. They can't run because the middle of their offensive line is garbage. Why do you say Brady looks like he doesn't have it? What do you base that on? He has no receivers. Just, he just doesn't. About, yeah. yeah, I mean, he just doesn't look as good. He looks skittish. He doesn't look like he's making the best decisions. I don't think this is what he came out of retirement for. Now we find out that him and uh, Giselle have hired uh, divorce lawyers. Did that come out today? Yeah, I, 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 that's a report. So, like, I mean, does he re-retire to save his marriage? If he cares about the marriage, he should. I would think so, too. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got to kind of because that's his sugar mama. She makes, like, 15, 50 times more money than he does. Even after his deal with Fox? Oh, dude, he, she makes so much more money than him. She gets like half, like five hundred million dollars for like one modeling gig. Not anymore, right? I mean, oh, she yeah, well, whatever. If she wanted to. She came out. How much do you think they would pay her? She's in her forties now. They don't pay. Who cares? Have you seen her? She's like one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Why does anyone? Do people pay models that much money? Yeah, they go to a Victoria's Secret show in like Abu Dhabi. Like, dude, of course they're getting paid money. I don't think they're making that level of money, though, dude. Like, yeah, well, you'd be surprised. Just look up net worth, her versus Tom Brady. You'll you'll be shocked. I saw that a while ago, but I think that was – when I saw it, that was before Brady signed that $100 million deal with Fox or whatever that right. is. Uh, I don't know. But you're right. Yeah. You know, there's a um, – I forgot who the journalist was. <clears throat> this is back in, like, 2000 or 2001. It was a golf writer. I got to look that up. Um, but he was – dude, he would talk about foreshadowing – he came out and said the only thing that could ever bring Tiger Woods down is a bad marriage. And yep. what happened? And what happened? Exactly. So I, you know, Tom Brady, but look, Tom Brady's 45. He's already accomplished everything he needs to accomplish. You're right. 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 And, but he, I, this, isn't the, this isn't the team he signed up for. But that offensive line, that offensive. That, okay. So there's this video of Bruce Arians talking about the most important play. And what's Bruce Arians doing? Get that guy off the sideline, man. Get him the in sideline? the sideline. No, you didn't see when Mike – he's the one who told Mike Evans to go hit Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore in the fight with the Saints. He was on the sidelines for some reason. He's an advisor to the team. He's not even a coach. Yeah, he, well, he's up there. He's front office now, yeah. Yeah, he's like an advisor, uh, but he's not supposed to be on the field. And he's, he's the no. one who said to Mike Evans, hey, you need to go in there and get that guy. And then Mike Evans goes in and chances the league said, you got to get him off the sideline. But, okay, back to the point here. He's there's this, He explains the most important play in the Buccaneers' offensive arsenal, and it's something 22. And it's based off the fact that they had such a great interior line, they could run up the middle, and that just set up all their play action. And Fournette could do it. But now that interior offensive line is just Swiss cheese, and they, they have two good uh, uh, tackles, but not like the center and the guards are just bad. Mm. And so that's where all the pressure is coming from, and they can't use this one play. And the fact that, yes, he hasn't had any like wide receivers, really. Except week one. and he was Well, in this last week, one. he had Evans and Godwin back. Yeah, I mean, and – Okay, I, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, I I don't think this is the team he thought it was going to be. All I'm saying is is judge the Bucks when they have Julio Jones back. 
Godwin back, Evans back. Julio Jones those, Mirage. When those guys are all playing, then, you know, let's judge Brady a little bit, right? Julio Jones is like one of those guys that's going to have like – 110 yards and two touchdowns in one game and everyone's going to like overbid in their auction fantasy leagues and be like, I'm putting 80 bucks down on Julio Jones. Like the rest of the season, he'll have two catches a game. And by the way, you just literally said Brady's done. Did you even look at his stats last week? It was stats look like a player that's done. Yeah. 385 yards passing 39 of 52. His QB rating was 114.7. Three TDs, no picks. He threw the ball 52 times. He, against a team, he threw the ball 52 times against a team that was up 14 points the whole game. Well, because he had to. My point is Brady. I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like the Chiefs were actively, like, trying to, like, slow them down. They were like, just waste clock. We're good. Yeah, but 39 for 52, that's a high I, I, Okay, so maybe last week he was great. I still stand by my opinion. I don't think great, he was good. man. I don't think I so. Still, I still cannot believe the Niners could have had him and they picked Jimmy let's not, let's not, like, re-sing this old tune, okay, buddy? No, let's move I on. Will, man. Yeah, I know, I know. You're obsessed with it. Because I'm obsessed with it because at this point, like my my whole beef with Jimmy G still being on this team is that he (laughs) gives everyone hope. He gives people like you hope. It suddenly makes you all encouraged about the season. I'm not depending on Jimmy G to win us any games. But you have to – he has to do some good things. Like this this little – this act they did against the Rams where it's just all these run schemes and little dink, dink, dinks, that doesn't work in the playoffs, man. You got to make some big plays. He can't make big plays. And I hate it because I'm done in, in investing emotionally in this team and thinking there's a chance because I guarantee, yeah. it, I guarantee it. It'll be divisional playoff round. Maybe you're right. They might make the NFC championship because the NFC is so damn weak this year. But they're either going to lose there or worse. They'll get to the Super Bowl and then everyone will be really all excited and even me will be excited and I'll have hope again. And that mother, you know what, is just going to let everyone down again. Because then, And then we'll see uh, uh, whoever Buffalo's QB is. I'm drawing a blank in his name right now. Josh, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen win his first Super Bowl. The Bills win a Super Bowl. Nah, the Bills. I don't think that'll happen in my lifetime. I, we've said that, but I mean, look, the Warriors are a dynasty. Did you ever think that would happen? <laughs> I mean, I thought that was going to be not like this. So many people, like some people, do not understand the young people, especially when I'm this. When I'm still so excited about the Warriors, they're like, "Dude, wait, you're kind of cocky. You're kind of arrogant. Um, you're not old enough. You do not remember yeah. 20, 30 years of ineptitude. You don't remember the Warriors being the Clippers of the NBA." I think we're the only team in history that, well, probably that that's known of where the uh, a player choked a coach. Yeah. I mean, just people forget Latrell Sprewell and uh, PJ. Oh, my God, man. I I don't remember much of the – I mean, I was too young in the 80s until about the mid-80s, but they were a horrible team most of the 80s. They were good once they got the TMC lineup. Well, even – look, even before that, when they had George Carl, Chris Mullins, Sleepy Floyd, Joe Barry Carroll, Terry Teagle, that – They were okay. We were competitive. We were like a six, seven seed every year, go play the Lakers and lose. Even run TMC. They were like still a six seed every year on average. And then then they trade Mitch Richmond. They get a three seed, lose in the first round. But you're right. The point is, this was a horrible franchise. And now they're a dynasty. So you never know. I, when I saw that happen, and the NFC is all about parody now, where it's just they just want anybody to have a chance to win. I hate that, by the way. I don't want parody. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it's just the way it is. I think it's because, and I'm, I'm going to be honest about this, is, is uh, well, I hope you're you honest. could always count on some teams to just be really dumb. 
like make dumb personnel decisions, make dumb draft like decisions. You, like who? Like who? Let's, let's well, there's just this. certain teams like you just knew you'd be looking at them like they, they're just not like, why would they pay that guy that much money? So can you I give know? examples like the Washington uh, Commodores? The C-Words? The, the Washington C-Words? Like yeah. the uh, Detroit Lions? Yeah, yeah, uh, like Matt Millen as the GM for the Detroit Lions for like 15 years in a row, like, and the Ford family just giving him a blank check every year, like. But I think now, like, like the Raiders. I, I think let's, let's, let's list them all. Like the Raiders. The Raiders Texans, were bad for a long time. The Browns. The Browns. Um, the, Texans, uh, the Lions, the obviously. Uh, the Cardinals were just a, a shit show for a long time. Absolutely. Um, the, New York, the New York Jets are one of the most obvious ones. Even obviously, you know, obviously, yeah. The yeah, Jets, the Giants have been the Giants have been really bad for like five for years. For a yeah, very long um, you're absolutely right. Uh, God, there's so many more that you know. Just, <laughs> I think we listed all of them. I mean, the Vikings can maybe be put in there. They well, I mean, the Bengals were so bad, putrid for so many years too. Um, I mean, I don't know how they're, I don't know how Joe Burrow deserves every penny he makes, man, because talk about battle lines, dude. He makes the best of well, it. Well, it's like they went out and they, they, they signed like three free agents and, or two free agents and drafted some stud in the, for the offensive line. And he was sacked 51 times last year. He's on pace to be sacked like 98 times this year. And the offensive line was supposed to be their big improvement. Yes. The guard from Tampa they signed, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's insane. There's a but uh is there anything else you want to talk about Niners? Are you ready to move um, on? No, I think we're good. Uh, you know, I, I, we got I think we got Carolina this week. Uh we'll take care of them. Baker Mayfield doesn't scare anybody in the NFL. Uh no, he's he done. He's trash. Um <laughs> and, and it's crazy to think like if you're a Panthers fan and you're literally like begging for Sam Darnold to come off the IR because Baker Mayfield's so bad. You're like, oh, I can't wait for Darnold to be back. Oh. Like, think of how bad your football, like, viewership is if you're, like, <laughs> just, like, actively, like, thirsting for Sam Darnold. It's so bad. Yeah, if, it, if McCaffrey doesn't get 100 yards on us, I don't see them scoring more than 10 points. Sam Darnold, who is a first-round uh, top-10 pick, right? I think it was, like, third overall. Yeah, like that, yeah. There were like that. He was in the same draft. Like, like Josh Rosen to me was one of the biggest busts I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that draft was not good. Yeah, but there were a lot of QBs drafted. Who else was in that? Like, like there were like four or five QBs. Was it was that was a Trey? Uh, oh no, that was a Trey Lance draft, wasn't it? No, no, because that was, was Trubisky. It? No, uh, wait, who are we talking about here? Who are we talking about here? We're talking about uh, Darnold. Yeah, the same Darnold draft. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna look this up real quick. But uh, right. no, he, I mean, he was on the Jets. And he wasn't good. And um, then uh, he was in the 2018 NFL draft. Uh, he wasn't good, so they, they they get rid of him. The Jets do. And then what do they do? They draft Sam Darnold 2.0, Zach Wilson. Oh, literally the exact same draft. player. Literally that the exact same draft. fundamental okay. problems. It's like yes. you did not learn your lessons like last three years from that garbage Sam Darnold. I mean, so since 2018, they had Darnold and, and Zach Wilson, and it's just not good. <laughs> oh, so uh, Baker Mayfield was in that draft, Sam Darnold, Josh yeah. Allen. Josh Allen was the big one. Uh, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay, he's good. All right. So, okay, yeah, so they, Trey Lance they, was in the Zach Wilson draft. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. Baker Mayfield. Saquon Barkley went number two overall. Then Darnold. Denzel Ward's pretty good. Bradley Chubb for Denver's pretty good. Quentin Nelson's pretty good for the Colts. Josh Allen's pretty good. Roquan Smith's pretty good. We got McGlinchey with the nine. He's there. Whatever. Then Rosen, Minka Fitzpatrick's really good. Vita Pivea's really good. We could have so many better players. 
McGlinchey's a huge Edmonds, Derwin James, Jair Alexander, Leighton Vanderash, Frank Ragnow. But McGlinchey's why the run a huge reason why the Niners run game is what it is, dude. He's a truck. He's a max. I know, I know. But can you imagine if we had if we had like Jair Alexander or Vita Vea on our defensive line? I'm I'm not against I'm not against O linemen being drafted high. Like to me, like I've never seen a good team except for the Bengals, which was really weird last year. But I've, I've never seen except for them, a good team with that, with a bad offensive line. Like, like to me, the trenches are right, right there. Uh, we did, and, take, and, we did and, take Dante Pettis in the second round. Is Where's he, he now? Playing football in China or something? Uh, did they have football in China? I, I wouldn't I doubt it. Um, uh, but we did. This is, the, this is the pick here. In the third round, that's the year we took Fred Warner. Seven years overall. Him. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. Um, and, and I love that that Peyton and uh, Eli last night, the way they described the Niners' pass rush, it's like it's like they don't. It's like what they were basically implying is that if teams ran the play action on the Niners, it might work because those guys care about one thing and one thing only, and that's just sacking the QB. They're oh, just, just running play, get up field, get up field, full steam ahead, dude. Yes, yeah. exactly. Change the whole field position. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, they have such good faith in their linebackers. Yeah. The Fred Warner is a beast. Uh, Greenlaw. I mean, they're good. They're really they're they're terrifying. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I love it. Did you see? Yeah. I, I'm not a big Bobby Wagner fan, but did you see that hit he laid on the fan? Oh, yeah. Yes. Did they show <laughs> that on the main broadcast too? Huh? Did they show? That I, on I watched the clip later. Okay. Okay. They, 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 they like went viral on the Peyton Eli broadcast. Peyton was fighting for them to show it. He's like, "We're not the main broadcast. We should be able to see this." And they actually went to. It. <laughs> and they should highlight it was awesome. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's and, great. And, but yeah. I love those two. Um, well, that's that, hold yeah. on. Before we get to this, I just want to say, like, right. that is the only job in the world where you can legitimately like assault somebody, they get taken to jail, and you just go back to work. Yeah, that's fair. You mean like he literally like just, just destroyed that dude, like laid his shoulder into him. And you know what? That's that. That's that. That's life. Yeah. Um, we're you know, for people. I don't know if people are familiar with Deadspin. They they were actually really big time for a while. Uh, they got bought out by this is a major crisis in the entire uh, just media uh, uh, paradigm on this in this country is that you have these corporations just buying up uh, media entities, whether it's newspapers, big websites, and then all they care about is the bottom line, right? All they care about is making a profit, even though making money in the media game is really hard. It's not easy. Uh, and good journalism should not rely on a profit motive. So Deadspin was like a journalism website for sports, which is rare. And some new company comes in. I forgot what happened. The, the writers go on strike. The editors go on strike. And Deadspin was dead. It just sat there for like a year or two, I think, just dead. Like on a, in a- well, you Hold on, hold on. I, I, I might be confused about this, but um, okay. uh, didn't um... – what was it? The Gawker media suit brought about by Peter Thiel and Hulk Hogan. Yes. That, 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 that took away, like, didn't basically they had to cut a lot of money because they got sued to oblivion basically. Cause isn't Deadspin under the Gawker media umbrella? But I thought, but I thought Gawker sold Deadspin after that to prevent them from getting gutted. Uh, you know what? I, we should have done our research on this before, but whatever. Right, um, right, right. The okay, point you're is, right. <laughs> you're, we should have. You're right. The point is, is that Deadspin was inactive for a while. Uh, the writers and editors go on strike, and then all of a sudden, they they start trickling back. Like all of a sudden, you're seeing new content from them. You're going, "What's going on?" 
every single time I've called them out on, on Twitter, I'm like, are these the scabs? Like, what's going on with you guys? They refuse to acknowledge me uh, because yeah. I think they're, they, you know, they, they it's true. They, they got scabs working for them now, but they're back. And you and I found this article. You said you love this, right? The top five. Idiots well, they do the it. They do it on the first of every month. Okay. So it's the top five idiots from the previous month. At the end of the year, they do a, a, like the top 50 idiots of the year. Oh, they're hilarious. And it's, uh, well, I mean, it's not, most of the time it's like pretty sad. And you're like, wow, this is just like, holy crap. These people are terrible. Right. Um, and I think honestly, they missed one because, and this did, uh, we'll get into this, but I'm going to add on when we start talking about this, they, number six, and it's okay. a whole clown show of people. All right. We'll um, get to it. We'll get to it in just a second. All right. Here. All right. Um, so uh, these are the top five idiots of December based yes. on um, Deadspin's scab staff. Um, so here we go. Uh, number five, Anthony Edwards, uh, right. rising star for the Minnesota Timberwolves, former number one pick. Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I don't want to read verbatim what he said. Uh, he basically just said a homophobic thing. Could have been worse. He was. He hold on. He it, was it a TikTok video? where he basically like filmed people on the street said, look at those blanks over there and made some, some derogatory homophobic comments. Yes. And then kind of laughed a, about it. One, he used a homophobic comment. He did laugh. Uh, and of all the different homophobic words to use, I would say this is more on the, I mean, there's levels to this, right? It's a gradient. Yeah. It's not the F word. Okay. It's not the F word. And if anything, the word used it in itself was not derogatory. The way it was used was derogatory. Wait, isn't that a little bit more insidious? Cause that's the person who's like, I'm your friend, but I'm not going to stop other people from doing it. I'm not excusing it. All I'm saying, you know is what I'm saying? Like, I don't I'm know. It's saying, like, would you rather he just be an outright straight homophobe and say like some nasty shit? Or would you rather he be like this and be like, Oh, but at least it was like a less softened like version of that. It's like, no, it's kind of the same bullshit. I'm not excusing it. All I'm right, saying is right. like, if you had, if you had called the person, the F a word, I do think it would be a lot worse or, you know, like maybe, he, maybe you don't think so. Like, well, I just think it's bad enough to begin with. And I, right. I think that like saying like, Oh, there's degrees of ways you can be homophobic. It's like, you're either homophobic. Or you're not, you're not just like a, a little bit racist. You're either racist well, or you're not. I do know. But no, I do think there's levels to it because a lot of cultures that people grow up in, especially in lower socioeconomic that is cultures, true. Um, there, there's just a lot of ignorance where you just have no idea what you're saying is actually bad teaching you that, right? Like, right, I, right. I don't want, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want to perceive Anthony Edwards from this incident as being a homophobe when correct, this is, just could be the way him and his friends have spoken and he screwed up. He certainly learned. I hope he learned. I, I will say this if he repeats this. Then we got – I got a huge issue with him at that then. Well, okay. But, well, that's the other thing too. Yeah. All we're seeing is what he posted. We don't – if he said this and was willing to post it, who knows what he's willing to say when people aren't looking or it isn't like being videotaped? Because usually that's when like the true stuff comes out. This is just what he – I mean he posted it. It's not like it was right. like somebody caught him like with a different camera while he was saying this to some randos on the street. Like he thought this was funny enough to post himself. But I so also think that he says in the background. But I also think that's that's why I'm hoping ignorance was at play here because you're right. He so nonchalantly said it and posted it, like he didn't even realize in his head what the hell he was doing. That's why I'm really hoping that it, this was just naivety on his part, that he just had no idea saying what he said. 
Um, and he basically, right, he stopped his car in this video, uh, zoomed in on his camera, and he said, quote, look at these blank blank. What has the world come to? Um, and they're like laughing in the video. I, again, I just, I really hope that there was no ill intent here and that, and that it's just strict, again, just ignorance, right? I mean, if you grew up in a certain culture, no one teaches you the right way. I mean, yeah. How are you going to know? You know, I guess it's like his. I mean, I don't know if he has any other problems in the past. I guess we can give him the benefit of the doubt this time, but he's really got to be better at what he's doing. You know, he's just got to be a better person. Well, it's obvious. Like, well, if you yeah. think like looking at, at men that you're, you're just inherently judging, as being homosexual and then saying, what is the world coming to? So you're saying that being gay is ruining the world basically. Well, in the same sentence, he used the N word. You're not going to just immediately assume that he's racist. Well, you just understand you know, what I'm like, saying. Like if he thinks that it's a negative thing for gay people to exist, that shows a bigger, deeper problem. I think his, I think his goal was to make out the person in the video as being effeminate. Uh, and that's where sure. the connotation okay. came from. Whatever, not, just, not justifying it, but yeah. to put it in perspective, like there are a lot of people out there that still use the R word, uh, which is a, a negative connotation for mentally challenged individuals. Sure. Sure. But I don't think society has caught up yet to the fact that that's a really toxic word. Like when I had a stepson, he used to yeah. always constantly have to tell him, stop saying that damn word. It's really bad. Um, and if no one was saying that to him, even though he doesn't believe that, it's just a word people threw out there a lot. He would have grown up like Anthony Edwards is only, what, 21? And probably would have made a mistake like that. I just want to give him the benefit of the doubt is all I'm saying. Because it was. I'm hoping it's just a one-time thing. I'm not defending it. I, um, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll all see. All I do know is again. Yeah, exactly. 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 So that right, was number we five. We got a little delay here. It was an we... idiotic thing, though. Yeah, he was okay. Are you okay? We good? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, it just it seems like we're a little like, delayed between the two of us. Oh, that's the organ. Here's number four. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Kyrie Irving. This guy's just a jackass. This guy should be. Oh, boy. Almost every month, I feel like he should be number one on this list. The only reason why he should be number two this month is because when you see number one, you'll understand it. Uh, This idiot now is coming out and saying, quote, I gave up four years, 100 and something million deciding to be unvaccinated and that was the decision get this contract get vaccinated or be vaccinated and there's a level of uncertainty of your future whether you're going to be in this league whether you're going to be on this team so i had to deal with that real life circumstance of losing my job for this decision unquote um you're an idiot all you have to do is just get a vaccine i still have no sympathy for the anti-vaxxer crowd man none well, my question for the anti-vaxxer side is, is where is the evidence of all these vaccines harming people? Where's all the dead people from vaccines? Where's all the people like, you know, losing pregnancies from vaccines? All these things they said were going to happen. Where's the evidence of this? If you're still claiming like I took this stance, what'd you take the stance for? What, 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 yeah. what have you I'm I don't understand that. That's what, what I'm, I just don't, it, the mentality blows my mind. And if he did, if he didn't have a track record of utterly selfish <sighs> decision-making, maybe more importantly, utterly stupidity, utter stupidity, I'm sorry. I mean, this man who for a year of his life thought the world was flat might still believe that. Yes. This is someone that clearly, I, you know what I would love to do if I ever get a chance to interview Kyrie? And I'm going to a lot of Warriors practices and games this year. So if I have the chance, I'm going to take advantage of it when the Nets come to town. 
is what are your sources of information? Yeah, right. Well, you did see he just posted um, an Alex Jones video. Are you serious, man? Yeah, and um, I was going to talk about this because I, I brought this up. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out, and here here is his his quote about Kyrie Irving. Um, oh, damn it. Kyrie, this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talking about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving would be dismissed as a comical buffoon if it weren't for his influence over young people who look up to athletes. When I look at some of the athletes who have used their status to actually improve society, Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, Billie Jean King, Arthur Ashe, and more, it becomes clear to the reputation of all athletes who strive to be seen as more than dumb jocks, adding... Irving does not seem to have the capacity to change, but we have the capacity to keep fighting against his brand of destructive behavior. Yeah. I mean, the sporting world needs more Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Absolutely. No, absolutely. No doubt about that. Yeah. I, and then Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. bitching about how much money he lost. It's like you didn't lose money. You made a choice. You know what I'm saying? It's not like somebody came and took money away from you. You actively made a choice to not make that money. What and is what what Alex Jones conspiracy was he spewing? Oh, um, it was a video, a 2002 video in which Alex Jones rants about secret societies and government overlords. Oh my god, I hate I I hate Kyrie Irving. I hate him. Like I, I yeah. like like uh, Jonathan Kaminga came in this interview like two years ago said Kyrie Irving is who he looks up to. You. That Ugh. was such a massive flag, and, and all of the things since then is. Keep Kaminga away from Kyrie, dude. That right. is pure toxicity at its fine. Like, just utter toxicity, man. That is just a mor moronic human being. I loathe him. I don't blame teams for not wanting to pay him money anymore. Not to mention that defensively he's a liability for your team and that offensively he's a little overrated. But my God, man. And so many people, like, like believe him. He's such a – he still has profound yeah. influence. Oh, well, Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons made a great point. And he said he was basically saying like Kyrie's great, a great offensive player. But when was the last time he actively, positively affected a playoff game? To 2016. Exactly. That's six, seven years now for one of the top ten supposed stars. Of the NBA has absolutely yeah. no effect on a playoff game. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Sorry, stand him. you I can't cannot. consider yourself in the top ten if you literally have gone seven years without affecting a playoff game. I cannot. Other than him. negatively. <laughs> All right, number three. All right, this is this is our boy here. <laughs> this is our boy. See, this is, again, Kyrie should be higher. Kyrie should be higher. But Nathaniel Hackett at number yes. three. Why, why is he on this list? You you tell the audience. I mean, what, what's the where do you want to start? Uh, game one, uh, going for a sixty-four yard field goal uh, when you have a two hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback. You you know you're just not using. Uh, game two, the home crowd was literally chanting the the <laughs> play clock time to him to help him like figure that out. In between, <laughs> then they hired a guy just to be their clock management guy, and literally they, they should have lost the game to the Niners. And I'm still pissed about that but it is what it is and i mean he's just he's just a bad coach and I don't, I don't know if it's like i mean it's like what do coaches do because you're not doing it you're just literally not he's just bad i mean he he's taken i guess credit for it. they didn't look good against the raiders this last weekend either the uh no. three raiders literally just stomped them and it was funny i was i was at one of my local drinking establishments watching the game and there was this which one uh, show them love man uh katie o'keefe 
Katie O'Keefe's okay. in Missoula, Montana. Fun little okay. place. There was in the in the one corner of the room, there was this like it looked like someone had eaten like a whole bag of Cheetos and like taken a shit, all the fucking burnt orange jerseys. And uh there was uh, on the other side of the room, kind of where I was sitting, there was a couple of Raiders fans, and it, it, it got heated. There was some yelling between the two sides, and a lot of uh, let's ride was shouted oh. at the Broncos fans, you know, let's ride, like Russ. Did you hear about that? Russ, man, how is this guy so corny? You know, he has a Subway sandwich now. Is it like his own, you mean? Like, you can, yeah, but you know what it's called? The, no, what the Russell? The Danger Witch. Is he? Is that his nickname? Danger something? Like what? I, I, don't, I don't know, know but that's what he wanted his subway sub to be called. And he is corny. He is corny. He is corny. He's, he's the worst. I can't stand him. He's so fake. But whatever. <laughs> his coach is all terrible. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. I, I, this guy makes forget, me laugh. He always looks so confused too. And he looks. He, he doesn't look like a smart guy. Although that's a weird thing no. to say. But uh, he always but, looks like he's blushing too. Like he just got caught in a lie. Like he's and, just super red faced. Yeah. Yes. And I still can't get over the fact that he that he insists on people calling him Nathaniel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, like why, 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 why do you? Your want name's that? Nate, bro. Go with it, Nate. All right, number or Nat, right? Even that could work. work. Yeah, uh, this yes. is a weird one. Number two, the Browns fans. What, what's the logic here? Oh, because of everything. Oh, okay, so this has been rampant, on. and it's not just the Browns fans. Um, these people are just <laughs> disgusting people. Go down further, and you'll see the picture of the dad with his kid. And it, oh, it's, no. it's almost a form of child abuse. Um, oh no! Oh, like these no. just these people are just terrible people, and the Browns are literally doing nothing. As an organization oh. to stop this, oh. uh, it's it's oh. really just disgusting. Um, oh. and I mean, I, I don't know. It's like what kind of person thinks to themselves, like, "There we go. That's the picture I'm talking about." Oh no, yeah. man. So that's for, terrible. People listening on the po- for people listening on the podcast, it's a it's a parent, a dad wearing a Deshaun jersey, Deshaun Watson jersey, uh, with his kid. I'm guessing the kid looks like he's what eight, nine, maybe like ten. That. Yeah. And the first, the first sign says "fuck them hoes." The second sign says "free Watson," like he's a prisoner. Give me a freaking. Well, and plus, you notice that that's a, a Watson jersey. So he bought that knowing full well Watson had been accused of sexual assault by like thirty women. That's what I don't understand. It's like what do, what do these fans think? It's like it's funny to make fun of sexual assault. Like ha, 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 fuck those women. Like I, I just don't understand the mentality of a person like that. Like he's teaching this young man how to like live in the world. That kid's never going to respect women. Are you fucking kidding me? Like right? this, it's just it, it's disgusting to me. You Let's know, move on. Crazier. He's going to grow up being a total asshole. He's not going to respect women, and he's going to end up with one of the hottest chicks on the planet because of that. Because uh, that's how the world works. Sadly. All right. Number one. Uh, well, you know, also I'm just like I mean, what? I just want to say one more thing. Um, yeah, probably be a brave. So, I mean, that's kind of like it's it's karmic, you know. Like, yeah, I deal with the Browns. Oh my god, Gosh, but it's true. I mean, I mean, like, like, usually the most attractive women end up with the biggest assholes. I I just don't understand why. Uh, all right, and here's number one, Brett Favre. And you, you and I have, have talked about this a lot off the air. The media is not giving this enough attention. Um, no. He literally swindled no. taxpayers uh, for a volleyball arena or whatever the hell they built. It um, wasn't the taxpayers. It wasn't the was, taxpayers. That money was federal aid that was supposed to go to low-income families and welfare. Well, it rates. was tax money. It was tax money, but it was intended right, right. for it, for it was supposed to go to low people, and he converted it yes. to pay for a volleyball arena at his alma mater 
and his daughter happens to play on the volleyball team. Because was she, and then he said, I don't know where Willie came from. Huh? How do you think this went? Do you think his daughter was like, Daddy, I would love if you can somehow get us a new arena because the current one is just really old and dilapidated, even though like she doesn't know big words like dilapidated, but uh, you know what I'm saying. Like, Daddy, yeah, this yeah, yeah. arena. Yeah, so is that how it went, do you think? Like, is I, you know, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm sure like he wanted to get his name on a building on campus and they were like, you got to do this or something like that. It's just all so his shady. Name's and, on it? Uh, no, his I, name? I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what like the, you know, like the, the quid pro quo was because it's like, I'm sure if he's getting this money for his alma mater, there's some kind of like, he's getting something in return. Well, like, I, I, think what got, I think what he got in return was that his daughter is hailed as a hero because her dad got the whole team their own freaking arena. Well, there was another thing too where they were investing money in a pharmaceutical company that he's like uh, invested in. God damn, man. My, it's my also, guess- and the thing is, he said, he said straight up, like, you know, I don't know where this money came from. I have yeah. no idea. But then there's text messages where he literally says to this woman, like, hey, is there any way people can figure out how this money got to me? And she's like, no, we'll cover it up. And then it turns out that he even asked for more money to get the, a, a new football like practice like thing for the, the same school. By the way, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, we actually have someone in the chat. Uh, Patek, uh, who's chatting on YouTube, says, Where's Rick? I'm so sorry. Hall of Famer <laughs> Rick Barry is not part of this show today. Um, it's part of his channel, and I, and I co host the show with him. Uh, but every once in a while, I host my own show, Rick's Not Available. And every Tuesday, usually at 1 p.m. Pacific time, I host a live show with John Zimmerman. Uh, John and I, we go way back uh, to our college days. So, uh, Patek, I hope we don't disappoint you, um, but that's what's going on. So, well, thanks, for, thanks for listening, too. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, thanks for sticking thanks around. Thanks for being here. Hope you stay with us. Nice <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but anyways, Brett Favre, uh, who knows if he's going to get in trouble. Uh, my, my guarantee is this, is that, and I guarantee this, is that Brett Favre in his home state of Mississippi, where he's revered like a king, just gets whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. He never worries about legal ramifications probably for no. anything, because in a place like Mississippi – there's hardly any oversight, man. It's not like there's huge media organizations reporting and all the misgivings and misdoings going on in Mississippi. Chances are people are getting away with all sorts of shit like this on the red. Right. He just happened to get caught. And so now it's a bad, but it's a, it's a bad look. It's a horrible look, man. You're stealing money, plain and simple. You know, yeah. it's just, uh, and we can talk about the media. The media doesn't want to deal with the fact that a white guy was stealing money from poor black families, but they'll talk about, you know, like, Jameis Winston stealing crab legs for three weeks. What can you can you think of some other um, disproportionate uh, media coverages uh, that you think pertain to race? You're right, Jameis Winston. Clear one. Kaepernick would be the biggest one. That's the biggest one. Yeah, that's the yeah. one where I, I I'm totally in agreement with. He got so much attention just because. Never mind the fact that the national anthem is a ridiculous tradition that we and have that nobody in the NFL before. other than the Rams did it before 2005 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason know, the Rams did it is because they had an exclusive contract with the military. Oh, to do okay. that. The Rams go. are the first team to have their team come out for the national anthem. And it was like in the mid 2000s. And it was literally because they had an exclusive contract with the armed forces to do that. Because it, it's literally just a patriotic, like, go join the army bullshit, like, right. experiment. And I'm not saying the national anthem is bullshit. I'm just saying, like, doing it this was the whole performative thing before the game and then having the jets fly over and military members holding the flag. It's, it's all just a glorified, like, hey, come join the army, you know? And they know, like, 
well, that, that's a whole different story for a different day. But like before that, no other NFL team did it. And then once they saw that the Rams were like making all this extra money, the NFL was like, oh, hey, Rams, take a break. We're going to make our own deal for the whole league. And that's when you started seeing all these amazing like oh, armed forces like, oh, we're bringing out this guy and this guy. Look at these veterans and all this stuff and glorifying it. It's like, dude, what's the point? You know, that- we don't need that shit. It's, it, it's all social constructs. It is weird to me how obsessed people are with symbols, you know, but whatever. Uh, well, no, I mean, it, it, all, it all comes back to it's all racism. It's just like the, the Little Mermaid stuff that's been happening. Like Lizzo plays a flute, you know, and all of a sudden, like, like she's destroying like history. I don't want to say it's all racism because. Come again, on, give me a break. Right? I don't want to generalize. Taylor Swift, plays, generalize. Taylor Swift plays a 200-year-old piano. No one bats an eye. Lizzo plays a 200-year-old flute, and they're destroying Maybe. American heritage. What's the difference? Okay, that's fair. That instance, you're right. Just make it we an instance. We can't have a black like little mermaid. We can't my have black is, people in Lord of the Rings, a fictional TV show. John, my point oh. is, if you start saying speaking like that, like everything is racist, you're, you're going to lose the crowd that those messages should be registered. Sure, sure. But I'm just saying that there is some very, very obvious examples of it. Absolutely. So so you use the examples is all I'm saying. That's like, what I'm saying. Black little mermaid. Lizzo right. playing a flute. No doubt. Perfect no doubt. example. Or, it's called Kaepernick kneeling. Versus versus Brett Favre stealing money from taxpayers that is supposed to go to poor people. Yes, I'd say the fact that the media is not giving Favre the amount of coverage that Colin Kaepernick did. Yes, that there's race clearly involved in that. I'm with you. Uh, by the way, shifting gears to Patek, who's still with us. Kudos, man. Uh, right, yeah, is nice. Wilt the best warrior ever or Curry? John, your thoughts, man. Uh, it's easily Curry. I agree. But why do you say close. that? Not even close. Why do you say that? Uh, well, okay. If you ever look back at Wilt's career. Um, it's phenomenal. He, yeah. He was a great individual athlete and a great individual NBA player. He was not a very good team player. He really, once he got it, he, he, he had this rule because he had never fouled out in a game in high school or college that he wouldn't foul out. And he never and fouled he out with the pros either. Correct. And so, like, uh, Russell knew that. And Russell knew once he got to a certain amount of fouls, because basically Wilt's whole career is defined by his uh, his rivalry with Russell. And Russell won 11 out of 13 years. Wilt won sure one out of like however many years. He won two. And he should have won more. Wilt won, won two total. Um, yeah, but not against Russell. No, one against Russell and one with the Lakers with uh, Jerry one West. Yeah. Rick, Rick Barry, who actually played against Wilt and saw him firsthand, swears that Wilt is the most dominating force he's ever seen I, in basketball yeah, history. I, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not – And he also says the – basketball, the basketball talent is off the charts. But he also says, and I can't argue with him on this, is that Wilt just did not have the same level of teammates that Russell did. In other words, like Russell was surrounded by Hall of Famers and had this – Because when you think about Bill Russell, he only averaged 18-plus points per game. He wasn't like this scoring machine. Bill Russell's value was more so defensively, playing against someone like Wilt sure. and rebounding. So, but he also had all these other tools to help him, like the Havlicek checks sure. and whatnot. Whereas uh, Wilt, and this is Rick's comment. I look, I didn't grow up watching this. Sure, sure. Neither, neither of us did. So Rick's argument is that if Wilt actually had the same amount of help, you would have seen a lot more championships. And this is a debate that there's two sides to it clearly. But um, I'm going to say Steph just because. Uh, <laughs> and Patek, hey, look, at, look at Patek, man. You sound like a hater and Wilt's teammates was trash on the Warriors. Who am I hating against Patek? All, all I think he's talking about me. He's talking about me being a hater. Oh, God. Hey, look, and I'm not trying to hate. I love Wilt. It just didn't seem like – it seemed like Bill Russell had more of a, the winning gene than Wilt did. 
Yeah, when maybe. Wilt was like, hey, I want to get a triple-double, he went out and did it that year. He's like, I want to lead the league in assists. He just went out and did it. And I don't know if that necessarily at the time – I don't know. You know, I, I, as I, as you said, I didn't get to watch him live. I didn't get to see any of that. Well, All he, I can go from is, like, stuff I've read from different sources. Right. And it just seemed like uh, – I don't know. It's Steph. Steph's a different breed. Well, the reason why I always put – like, I never like putting Wilt in the greatest Warriors category just because – his his the best moments of his career were not with the Warriors, except for the hundred games. Yeah. It was with the it was with the Lakers and and Philly. Uh, yeah. Wait. Well, Philly oh, the was Lakers. the Warriors. Philly was. Hold on. Philadelphia was the Warriors. It was the Warriors, but then I think he played for the 76ers too. Hold on. Let me actually Google that real quick because I'm not well versed. No, I think he was just on the Philadelphia Warriors and then the Lakers. Okay, so uh, but regardless, his his biggest moments were not with the Warriors, right? Um, right. So I, you know, so I just don't associate him with that. I to to me, uh, here we go. So he played with the Philadelphia San, San Francisco Warriors till sixty five, uh, and then he played for the Philadelphia 76ers. Ah, gotcha. Sixty five to sixty eight. So he stayed there, um, and I think he won one title with the 76ers. and then he went to the Lakers for five years, won a title there as well. And then people don't realize this that much, but he went to the ABA. Right, uh, San Diego Conquistadors. Um, but the, and I, and I, re- I did a, one of my final stories I wrote for uh, the Huffington Post was, and it was a great story. If everyone to look it up, just Google it. It's uh, the history of professional basketball in San Diego, and okay. I got like, really, I got, a, I got exclusive photos from those eras, and I did, I do, I spent like months on this thing, just massive research. And one thing I discovered is that Wilt wanted to play for the Conquistadors, but his contract with the Lakers prevented him from doing so. They went to court. So Wilt did stay with the Conquistadors as a coach, but he was the worst coach ever. He like just did not, he did not give a shit. Uh, I remember there was a ballot initiative in San Diego for a new arena, which probably still will be there to this day because because San Diego is lacking in that department. And yeah. he didn't show up to this campaign rally for it because he's like oh, they didn't pay me to go there. And so and if and, and I think he also said if they really want the arena, they don't need me to come there and support it. And it lost by like 500 votes. It lost- oh, God. God. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like, look, that's what I'm saying. Like, Wilk just seemed like he was more into like, like basketball was a big part of his life, but he was into other things. Like sex. And acting. And, and acting, yes. Awesome and Persian rugs. I don't know. Like and sex on Persian I mean, rugs. Sex on Persian rugs. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's like, Wilk just seemed like he, it, like basketball, for Russell, it seemed like basketball was like a big, like more, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm comparing him more to Russell. But okay, back to the point at hand. Curry is always going to be a warrior. He's not going exactly. anywhere else. He's been exactly. there his whole career. He has four titles, um, going on probably five this year. He's the so. greatest shooter of all time. In my mind, he's the greatest warrior of all time. And I just that's to me that's that. I agree. Uh, to me, to me that, that if you're going top five all time warriors, it's got to be Steph number one. I'm going to go Rick Barry number two, Clay Thompson number three, Draymond Green number four. And then I'll put Wilt at number five just because he did play for him at some point. Or or Durant. I guess you could put Kevin Durant in there too. I mean, yeah, but he's win. got the same, he's got the same problem as uh uh as Wilt, Wilt. except he won championships, except he did win championships. Yeah, but I mean oh, he was just slotted into a championship team. True, true, too. Yeah, you know what so I mean? He basically he just like got on the bus and it was already at the arena. So who would be your fifth? Um well, obviously Steph. Chris Mullen, uh, Barry. Um, Chris Mullen was on the dream team. Yeah, he never, he didn't win any titles. True. By the way, Patek, I will give him love one more time. We've got to wrap things up here because I actually have to go host uh, Locked On Warriors after this. Okay. Uh, a lot of context from Patek. He writes a lot of context is never added for Wilt. He lost his game sevens versus Bill 
a combined nine points in four game sevens. Ah, that's crazy. Yeah, sure. That's some good information right there. Yeah. Thanks, Patek. Thanks, thanks for your contributions today. All right. Uh, anything well, else? Hold on. Before, before we go, I want to just add yeah. one more idiot of the month. Whatever you want. Real quick. Real quick. And okay. that is the NFL, the NFLPA, and the Miami Dolphins. This happened last month, so it still counts. Um, a week ago last Sunday, Tua uh, Toglavela was obviously concussed. He couldn't stand up. He was shaking the cobwebs from his head. They took him to the tent, and they lied straight to our face and said it was a back issue. And then they said he's going to play Thursday night, like literally three days later. Um, a guy from the head, I can't remember his name, but he literally came, he texted, if they let Tua play tonight, they're risking his life and people should be held in criminal contempt. And then he said, I hate to say this, but I was absolutely correct. Uh, seeing what happened to him on the field, the reaction of his hands, what they call the fencer response, um, was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in a football game. And shame on the NFL, shame on the Dolphins, Shame on anybody who is involved in this sham, and they have to get better at this. They cannot you, let this continue to happen. God, I, I don't, I, 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 uh, I don't take great pleasure in joking about this, but we're we entertain as part of the program, and hope none of you sensitive nilly willies out there uh, take offense to this. Uh, but when you saw two on the ground, did it not remind you a little bit of Leonardo DiCaprio from uh, Wolf of Wall Street? When uh, those those lose hit him all of a sudden, and he's on the ground, and he's like, well, I, "When I first saw it, I thought like he broke his finger." <laughs> that, I, I, I first saw it, I was like, "It looked like he broke his finger." Then, but then saw I the saw other like hand all his fingers were doing it, and I was yeah, like, "Oh, that's, the other like good. that's like a, a that's a cortex response." Like, <laughs> yeah. damn, yeah. It's like you, at first you look at it, you're like, "Oh, that looks bad," and then you start to think about it, and you're like, "Oh, this is like really horrific. This is not." I mean, like, there are people saying now he should just not play again this season if well, he gets a third concussion. Because if you get one concussion, it's bad. But if you get a concussion within like a specific set of time after that first one, it's multiplied by like 20%. Yeah. So that second concussion might have taken five to 10 years off his life. They supposedly fired some doctor uh, who cleared Yeah, they, 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 they got a scapegoat. They the guy who was in the tent being told like, you're going to let him play. Exactly, yeah. That's how it works. And then the coach comes out and they're giving us all this bullshit. Oh, he was on the plane home watching the movie and laughing with the guys. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's disgusting. And that, I, I don't want to end on that note. Let's end on something positive. Uh, Warriors, man. They, they played the Lakers Sunday. They started the season 2-0. and uh, Keep it up, man. So far, yeah. so very good. Patrick Baldwin Jr. It's early. It's very early. Sure. But he could be the steal of the draft. And James Wiseman, man. He looks oh, great. He looks, he looks great. great. And did you see <laughs> So aren't the Phoenix Suns supposed to be good this year? According to the quote-unquote experts but sorry who, who, I know who, who did they just play the other day? game than like 99.9 percent .9 of these idiots in the media who claim they know anything and i'm not sitting here telling you the phoenix suns are doing anything they lost to the 36ers a team a pro team out of i believe new zealand uh, well, um, that was australia but either way australia yeah, yeah. yeah either way it's like no they, they didn't just lose they gave up 136 points well, and what the, th the funny thing is, so they play the regulars mostly in the first half, and then the, yeah. But that show, but that does show how pathetic your your bench is, and they were losing at the half with their yeah. starters. Yeah, it's it's utterly pathetic. Let's end on well, that. Well, I, I mean, I, it's, it sucks for them, but that whole situation with Sarver, I think, is going to hang over their whole season. It might, it might. We'll see. I hope so. I hope they they're lose every game. They're also incredibly overrated, man. Monty Williams oh, yeah. might be a, a great human being. Everyone says he's nice. I don't doubt that. But Who's this? Monty Williams, their head coach, but, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. but I, I have not seen enough from him to show me that he can win in the postseason. He hasn't proved that. So 
Uh, well, I mean, they, they, they think of their last two games. They lost by 33 in game seven to the Mavericks, and then they just lost by 12 to a, a B team from Australia. Not good. It doesn't look good for them. Chris Paul looks wiped. He's done. Because he is. Because he yeah. is. He's old. He's old. He's, yeah, he was never been to game with. Yeah. And so the, Warriors, <laughs> well, the Warriors are looking good, man. All right, John. We'll be back. All right, buddy. 1 p.m. Pacific time uh, is when we do this. We were an hour late today. Again, that will not be the norm. 1 p.m. every Tuesday. Follow John Zimmerman at John Zim 406 representing Montana. And follow me at uh, Dog Surf Roadshow. Thanks, All bro. right, buddy. Thank you, man. I like how this is like therapy, at least for me. I, it's, uh, <laughs> it is nice to just talk it uh, out. Talk it out. It works it out. Love you. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.